to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. I am your fearless leader, Jeff Schaefer. It's been a couple weeks since my last episode. As some of you regular listeners will remember that I started a second podcast called Bad Red, Bad Blue, which is more politically driven. So I spat out three episodes of Bad Red, Bad Blue, then came back to a Jeff Becomes Jeff episode, the last one about AI, which I found incredibly funny. Then I went back, did a Bad Red, Bad Blue. Then I got really busy last week, so I didn't do anything podcast related for days. And now I'm switching back to Jeff Becomes Jeff. You're welcome. But remember that between Bad Red, Bad Blue and Jeff Becomes Jeff, I will be releasing about four podcast episodes every single month. So please go subscribe to Bad Red, Bad Blue. Subscribe to Jeff Becomes Jeff if you don't already. And you will be able to get plenty of content from me. I mean, it's all very similar. I just don't get as crazy with the sound effects or the silliness or the rants. Well, maybe the rants. But on Bad Red, Bad Blue, it is a little bit more straightforward editing and production. But still, very entertaining and very educational. Also, going back to the mention of the last episode of this podcast with AI, man, I had a lot of fun with that episode. It's very rare on a Jeff Becomes Jeff episode that there's something that I'm discussing that is so funny that just sitting here by myself, I can't get through it without laughing. So I think I'm going to explore that more in future episodes where I'm doing it in a different way than what I did last time. If I can get ChatGPT or a similar software to actually write an entire podcast episode for me, which I will then just read. Alternately, if I can find an AI that I can interact with, I might do a whole episode where it's I treat it like a guest episode, but my guest is the AI. Thank you, Jeff. I'm happy to be on your program today. So I'll need to research that a little bit more, but I do plan on having more fun with AI on future episodes of the podcast. So last week was apparently Teacher Appreciation Week, which I had no idea until some of my students came in and brought me gift cards or just cards or even treats or whatever, which was very sweet, very thoughtful. Just another reminder why I have the most amazing job in the world. But it was also bad that as a teacher and instructor and a director at a music school that I had no idea it was Teacher Appreciation Week. There's just too many. Today is National Donut Day. Tomorrow is Purple Umbrella Celebration Day. So another upcoming episode on this podcast, we are going to break down pretty much the entire year, all the weeks, and what you're supposed to be celebrating all the months. I'm pretty sure next month we have Pride Month in June, but kind of starting out from a month level, then looking at the weeks, then looking at all the days. That might be a long episode, might have to break it into two parts. I don't know. We'll see. But that's something I want to talk about because I think it's stupid. But I was very appreciative for the thought that was put in by those students just to bring me something. So that was cool. However, if you know me and how I feel about holidays and birthdays and things, I think it's stupid to have to be obligated to give someone a gift or some token of appreciation simply because of the calendar. So if these students really appreciated me, well, they would just bring me shit all the time without having a reason. I'm kidding. 
I am recording this podcast with a little bit of a, I don't know, sinusy throat thing. I mean, my throat isn't sore. I'm not overly stuffy, but I might sound a little different than normal. That's because spring is finally in full swing here in Columbus, Ohio. And in Ohio, when you officially get to spring, you know that you've basically got like two weeks until summer. That's how it works here. If you are someone where spring is your favorite season, Ohio is no longer the place for you. We basically have like six months of fall, two months of winter winter, one month of spring, and three months of summer. But all that to say, I apologize if I do not sound in full voice right now. That'll change in a couple weeks when it's summer. So before we get to our topic of the episode, I want to remind everybody you can go follow me on social media, on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, at Jeff Becomes Jeff. I actually wrote and recorded a comedy song that I posted to my TikTok page just last night. Now, that'll be days ago by the time this comes out, but I would encourage all of you to go to my TikTok at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Check that video out. It is called Welcome to the Alternate Dimension. It's kind of based on the idea that a lot of people have been saying kind of, you know, tongue in cheek over the last few years. That It's like, oh my God, are we in some parallel universe? What happened? The whole world is just, everything seems upside down. So that pretty much pokes fun at all of that. But again, TikTok at Jeff Becomes Jeff. I would appreciate all of your follows and all of your listens and likes. I'm sure I'm going to crank out some more comedy songs in the future. That's just the first one I have ever done with that profile. Also remember to go check out Bad Red, Bad Blue, the other podcast, and subscribe to it. You can also follow Bad Red, Bad Blue on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, or Facebook at Bad Red, Bad Blue. Isn't that easy? Yay! All right, so that's enough updates. Let's move in to our topic, You're So Ugly. Did your parents have any children that lived? Sir, yes, sir. I bet they regret that. You're so ugly you could be a modern art masterpiece. So the thing that kind of prompted me to have this topic episode was because since December, I have not buzzed or done anything to the hair on top of my head. Now, why is that significant? Because I have been shaving my head for years because of male pattern baldness. I am aware of what society thinks of a man who's walking around with hair grown out, knowing that there's areas on top that there's either no hair or it's real thin in the back of everyone's mind. When you see that, you think, dude, just shave it already. I know that because I think the same thing as a man who's been shaving my head routinely for decades almost. But last fall, so, you know, the six-month span, no, but it probably was maybe October or so, but one of my students was like, you need to grow your hair out, Jeff. And I'm like, no, you don't want to see me grow my hair out. And I quoted the line that I always tell people that's a joke, that the more hair I grow, the balder I look, because you can see the balding pattern. And she was like, well, my dad is bald on top, and he has long hair and a ponytail, and I think he looks cool. And I'm like, okay, well, good for your dad, but I'm not going to do that. Then late November, early December, she mentioned that again, and it started to kind of just settle in my head. Like, you know, why am I so resistant to doing this? Just because society says I'm supposed to shave my head. So in mid-December, I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to not shave my head for a while. Then one week into 2023, I'm like, hey, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go until the end of 2023 without doing anything to my hair. Unless I need just some basic trim to even something out, but not to actually cut it, shave it, anything like that. I'm just going to wear a lot of hats, which I have done every single day. And it's growing out pretty well. I mean, the hair over my ears is now, I can pull it down to pretty much the bottom of my ear. So in the heavy growing areas, I've probably got a couple inches that have grown just since December. Now, I'm sure it doesn't grow as crazy fast as it used to when I was younger. And I used to have long hair all the time. 
pretty much from the age of, I don't know, like 15 until early 30s when I realized I was starting to look like George Costanza. What do you think I mean? Bald. Bald. Bald, bald. But the fact is, at home, when I see myself in a mirror with my hat off, I don't actually think it looks that bad. I'm not saying it looks great, but I don't think it looks bad. I'm a big fan of people like Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson and John Malkovich. And if I were to grow my hair out just a few more months until it got a little longer, I would probably pretty much look like their hairstyles. And no one's telling them that they look like idiots because they just own it. They embrace it. They say, I don't give a shit. So this process definitely has been kind of an exercise, didn't mean for it to be, but in rebellion against societal standards for beauty or ugliness. Because there used to be a time when I was younger that, I mean, I would do anything but what the standard was from society because I wanted to rebel. I wanted to be different. But then I guess, you know, like a stone, over time, they grind, they grind, and you just get worn down. All your sharp edges are gone. You're just rounded and smooth and nicely polished. Well, actually, no one's polished me for quite some time, if you know what I mean. But again, that's kind of what prompted me to do this topic, because I wanted to look into and discuss the whole dictation of ugliness and beauty by society, and how deep it goes... That's what she said. ...that causes the entire society to follow that one standard. Just like if you're considered beautiful or a model, typically you're going to be thin and fit. But we all know there was a time hundreds of years ago where the attractive people were the overweight people, because it showed a sign of status, of wealth, because they could afford to fucking eat. So it's interesting how circumstances of time and society have completely changed the idea of beauty. Hundreds of years ago, if you looked like Gal Gadot or Gadot, I don't know how that's pronounced, or let's say like Kaylee Cuoco, Cuoco, why do I pick people with weird names? But from Big Bang Theory, if you looked like either of them, you would be an unattractive, thin commoner, and people would chuck pieces of bread at you as they walked by like you are a bird. But now those are the examples of beauty and hotness. So you want to know how difficult it is to feel 100% okay with your body and your looks and your appearance in this day and age? Let's look at all the things that society deems is either beautiful or by default ugly. So here's some common body traits in modern times that would make someone feel ugly. Let's start with the obvious. What I told you was my topic catalyst, visible baldness, despite being hereditary. That's right. I can't help my baldness. I mean, yes, I could use products on it, but it's not like I can go on a diet and grow more hair. It's not a choice. Just happened because all of the men in my bloodline before me were, well, bald or balding. I didn't stand a chance. Here's another ugly trait on the flip side, being too hairy. Well, that would also be me. In addition to my balding, well, I was blessed with what I've come to call the sweater by the Darwin collection. That would be a lot of chest hair and a lot of back hair. Ladies typically not too keen on the back hair, although they love a puppy, so it doesn't make any sense. I mean, you can pet me more than Magic Mike. Why am I not cuter? How much for that Jaffy in the window? And the last thing about hair, I will say, is like people with alopecia, where they just can't grow it at all. And you have women who don't have eyebrows, they don't have body hair, they don't have hair on their head, they're just totally bald. I happen to know a lady like this, and I'll be honest, she's a very attractive woman. She does wear a lot of wigs, but 
there are times where she just says screw it and goes out and she's just shiny bald. Cue ball. And good for her. That's what I need to start doing is embracing that hereditary affliction. It's not like I had an accident with my scissors or my clippers. This is my dad's fault. This is my grandpa's fault. Both of them. Probably their dads. All right, so another trait that makes you ugly being obese or just basically overweight or, on the flip side, too skinny. I mean, this one seems really obvious. You know, obese, probably the worst condition, especially if you're, like, morbidly obese because now it's just a sign of someone who's lost control and self-discipline and has succumbed to the fact that they're just not going to make an effort and things are going to be what things are going to be. Overweight, maybe that's just someone struggling, especially as one's body gets older or life circumstances make it more difficult to exercise or be motivated to exercise. Trust me, I get the overweight. I get the morbidly obese. I have lived both in the obese and overweight categories of my weight for probably the majority of the last 20 years. Now, I will say that I've lost 23 pounds in the last three months. It's possible I'm still considered obese. I haven't checked my BMI, but either way, I'm pretty much on the borderline. But also too skinny. I mean, for me, that's a big yuck. I would much rather date a woman that has a few extra pounds and some curves than date someone who's super skinny. But what if that person that's too skinny, it's because their biology, their hereditary conditions, their metabolism keeps them from being able to gain weight. Does that make that person less attractive if they can't help it? God, I feel like such a hypocrite right now. Here's one that's maybe not so much of an issue nowadays, but when I was growing up, wearing glasses could have been considered as being unattractive. Now they make so many designer styles and options that you can try and fit them to your personality. Doesn't mean you buy the right ones. They might be horrible glasses that you chose that don't compliment your face. Here you are getting judgy again, Jeff. Also wearing ill-fitting clothing. So if you're walking around in clothes that aren't really more suited for your body type, it's kind of like the pop star Billie Eilish. She would wear just big baggy clothes all the time because she was wanting to say, I don't give a shit about body positivity. I'm not trying to show off my body, so I'm going to wear baggy clothes. She wanted to make that a trend, but it, unfortunately, the era of yoga pants and tight clothing had already dug its claws in too deep. Sorry, Billie Eilish, but she did that because she knows that wearing ill-fitting clothing is considered to be unattractive, and she was breaking the societal standard. Good for her in that regard. If I had that level of bravery, maybe I would take off my hat in public. That ain't going to happen. Speaking of clothing, wearing clothes that are no longer in fashion. I think we're getting to the point in society where if your jeans, especially as a man, have a lot of bedazzling around the pockets, those aren't in fashion anymore. I mean, in my opinion, those were never in fashion. Not sure how that became a style. But that's the reason you don't see people wearing Bud Light Spuds McKenzie t-shirts. Yes, all of you people over 40 maybe got that reference. But if you were to wear that t-shirt now, people would instantly assume you had bought that t-shirt at a thrift store for 12 cents. Also, let's not forget that this was a campaign by Bud Light celebrating a dog that was super cool and hung out with beautiful women in bikinis. <laughs> Nothing says Bud Light like bestiality and now transsexuality. See, they're consistent. Another thing that makes you ugly that pretty much out of your control would be, and this is more a matter of taste to some people, but things like freckles, scars, wrinkles, moles, especially the hairy ones, oh, or just general skin conditions. I'm 
going to be honest. I find freckles kind of sexy. I don't care if they're all over your body. If they're just peppered on your face, that's super cute. I feel like I'm getting it on with Wendy from Wendy's. Would you mind putting your hair in pigtails and holding a hamburger while I take you from behind? But obviously wrinkles. I mean, that's pretty much where plastic surgery started was we got to get rid of these daggum wrinkles. I don't want anyone knowing how old I am. Why? What's wrong with aging? And of course, as I say that, I'm instantly reminded about my gig the other night. I was playing in a pizza place not far from my house and a gentleman walked in in like the last hour of my set and he was sitting, I don't know, maybe 15 feet away. And I could tell he was, you know, an older gentleman. He had a big white beard and slightly overweight. And I'm like, okay, there's not a ton of people in here. Most of them are of an older age. So I'm going to keep doing some more classic rock. Don't want to go too far back toward like the 90s or whatever, because clearly this guy that just walked in and seems to be interested and entertained and engaged because he's by himself, he's clearly from an older era. Well, at the end of the show, we started talking as I was tearing down and I noticed his hat, which was the U.S. Air Force symbol. And I said, oh, Air Force? And he was like, yeah. And he started telling me the story about how he got into the Air Force, pointing out that he graduated high school in 1989, four years before me. It didn't really hit me until I was in the van, totally loaded up, driving home that, holy shit, this guy that I had been judging as being an older man the whole night was graduating high school when I was getting ready to enter high school. That's a shame. I guess I'm the older man. The last thing I'll point out that could make you look ugly, and this pretty much applies only to women or trans women or eccentric men slash Broadway entertainers, but wearing makeup or a lack thereof. But we'll get more into that here a little later. But I do want to talk about the idea that we all say don't judge a book by its cover. Real beauty is on the inside. That's bullshit. It's something people say, but not something people think inside, not something people actually feel. They want to feel it because it makes them feel like, well, maybe I'll be accepted for all of my ugliness. You won't because everyone is judging everyone because society set the standards. And if you don't fall into those standards, I just gave you a big list. I mean, any one of those things makes you unattractive. Start piling the list up now. Good luck with life. Let's look at how many boxes I check off on that list. Being bald. Yep. Being too hairy. Yep. Being overweight. Yep. Wearing glasses. Yep. Wearing ill-fitting clothing. Well, probably because I've lost 23 pounds, I haven't lost enough weight to get back into the next size down, so now I'm wearing a bunch of baggy clothing. My name is Billie Eilish. Wearing outdated clothing. I don't think I do, but, you know, it's still pretty much the same clothes I've owned for, like, 10 years, so maybe. But I also buy clothing that's pretty standard and generic, so it's timeless. Freckles, scars, wrinkles, moles, or skin conditions. Yeah, I've probably got some of those. I definitely have wrinkles. Not wearing makeup. Gonna be honest, I always leave the house without makeup on, and I'm proud of it. But there's a good chance that most of you can check off at least one of those boxes, if not more than one. I just pretty much checked off every single one. Jeff must be hideous. And when talking about beauty being on the inside, let's look at the facts. There's a good chance that some of the most beautiful people in the world are the most horrible people in the world. If you are so focused on your beauty and that's all you care about, well, you're probably a pretty shallow person who's judging everyone around you all the time. That doesn't sound like a good person to me. Just live your fucking life. I understand wanting to be healthy. Working out for that reason is fine. But if you're trying, I got to have a six pack and some packs that I can make 
move at will. And I want my triceps to make my biceps jealous. And I want my calves to look like softballs under the skin. Now you might be getting a little too far unless you're an athlete. If you're not an athlete or a weightlifter and you have a crazy amount of muscles, you need to find something better to do with your life. But yes, it's true. People judge people instantly based solely on their appearance, based solely on things that I named on that list, and a slew of other shit that I did not mention on that list. I mean, if people did not judge other people based solely on appearance, online dating and apps like Tinder, those would not be popular at all. I mean, Tinder is pretty much the worst. I don't really know much about these apps. I don't use them. But I do know that Tinder is basically a quick swipe, I don't know, left if you like them, right if you don't. Maybe it's the opposite. But people do that based on a split second of seeing one photo. If beauty was on the inside, why do we even need pictures at all? But this is just society's way to continue to train us to see people as beautiful or not, i.e. ugly, based on an instant judgment of that person's physical appearance. And who knows? Maybe that person on Tinder, they just picked a horrible profile pic that made their nose look really big and lighting that accentuated the hairy mole on their neck. I don't like pictures of myself at all. I think they all look like shit, which means, I guess, I think I look like shit. At some point, you have to quit thinking that the problem is the problem and that you are the problem. And right now, I'm starting to think I'm the problem. You know, perhaps the phrase should not be that beauty is on the inside, but actually that ugliness is on the inside. Because we see your outside aesthetic instantly, what we can't see is the inside beauty or ugliness. That takes time. I've known a lot of women that when I first met them, I just didn't really think they were attractive at all. Maybe even ugly by my standards, which are society standards. But over time, I actually started to find them significantly attractive. And just the opposite, people that I thought were hot when I first met them slowly became a little more ugly. In fact, I've talked about this before, but my last long-term girlfriend, she was very fake, very shallow. She had fake teeth that she had had put in years before meeting me. Hair extensions, fake tan, fake tits, fake nails, fake hair color, fake eyelashes, fake eyebrows. And when we started dating, I was like, holy shit, she's way out of my league. Walking down the street. She's like homecoming queen, prom queen, cheerleader. I was the band geek, the long hair, reject. How is this happening? How could she possibly be interested in me? I thought she was the hottest chick I had ever dated. After 13 months of a relationship and then it ended, I saw a picture of her a couple months later on social media and I thought, She doesn't look so good. But it was just a normal picture of her. She was fully done up in makeup and all of that, but it was just like once all of that emotion and lust and love and all of that stuff was out of the way and I knew who she was inside, I realized she's not attractive at all. I never would have dated her if this was how I saw her when I first met her. All right, so just in case for some reason you're still not convinced that society is trying to shame us into looking a certain way all of the time, Let's look at all of the commerce and industry that is dedicated to fixing all of your ugliness. Let's just look at my earlier list of what society considers ugly and the industries around them. People making a lot of money off of your shame, despite the fact that it might be something completely out of your natural control. All right, starting again with visible baldness, despite being hereditary. There are drugs and topical treatments like Rogaine, Propecia, 
I'm sure a lot of other products. I've never really looked that heavily into them, never used any of them, always just went the shaving route. There's hair restoration like Bosley where they take hair from a growing part of your head and plant it into the other part of your head where it's thin. And then after that, you can just grow normal hair. It's kind of weird how they can do that. There are hair plugs, which is fake hair being plugged into those follicles. I'm going to guess ever since Bosley came around, hair plugs, the market for those has pretty much fallen off because why pay for a procedure to get fake plugs put in my hair that won't grow when I can just get hair put in that will grow and then I can do whatever with it forever. Well, not forever in regards to plugs because my grandfather on my dad's side, he was actually bald on top. So he went and got plugs put in. But then over the next couple 15 years or so, the hair around the side and the back started to really thin out. So now he had this luscious plug hair on top, but not so much around the sides and back. So that's where the Bosley treatment may be more effective than the plugs. There are toupees. Again, don't know who's really wasting money on a toupee at this point. Just get a hat like I've done or just shave it. If you're that self-conscious about it, toupees are obvious. Okay. We all know you're wearing a toupee. Speaking of hats, hat makers. Those are people that are being kept in business by bald people who want to cover their baldness with a hat. The number of hats that I have purchased just since starting to grow my hair in December, it's a lot. People who make scarves or head wraps like for cancer patients. It's very common for women who are losing their hair to cancer to just proudly wear a head wrap or a scarf. And reminder that that's very similar to what I'm going through. It's not their fault. It's hereditary that they got cancer and they went through the treatment and lost their hair. I didn't even go through treatment. It's just hereditary that I lose my hair. Yet I'm ashamed. Jeff needs to buy some scarves. And let's not forget the razor blade industry, both actual razors and electric razors. There's a big industry for men who are balding that just shave their heads because that's what everyone does now. And these razor companies are making a lot more money because now they're not just addressing someone needing to shave their face. The surface area of the head is more than the face, which means men are going to need new razors more often when shaving not only the face, but also the head. I know I've been there. I've probably spent thousands of dollars on razor equipment in the last 20 years to hide my shame. So let's look at the industry of companies that are capitalizing on people who are too hairy. Again, let's go back. Razors or hair removal devices. Like I actually bought this thing for my back years ago. It's like this big long wand or stick that you can reach behind you and it just scrapes the hair off your back. It's not comfortable, but if you are insecure about the hair on your back, the sweater by the Darwin collection, and you might be going to a swimming pool or on a cruise, well, that's where these devices make their money. There are hair removal creams and sprays like Nair. I've used that as well. It's not pleasant, burns, and doesn't really take all of the hair off. So then you still got to have someone touch up the little spots so it doesn't look like you have little random dreadlocks on your back amidst an otherwise sea of smooth skin. We have laser hair removal. Now it's like permanent. We're going to use lasers. It's Star Wars. Get rid of that hair. It's never coming back. There's waxing. The girlfriend I spoke of, the very shallow fake girlfriend, well, she didn't like my back hair. So she said, I'm going to pay for you to go get your back waxed once a month. I don't want to date a German shepherd. But the first time I went in for a waxing, well, it was double whammy. It was chest and back all in one session. First time being waxed, chest, stomach, sides, back. 
and upper shoulders all in one session. It was awful. Then after a couple months, it was like, well, I wasn't going to pay for it every month, but I still don't want to see the back hair. So now I had to pay every single month to go have them rip the hair off my back. Because after that first one, I'm like, no more chest. Chest, stomach, those those are fine. That's normal. That's Magnum PI type of stuff. Now, I will say there was one benefit to the back waxing that I did for almost a year, which was that now it's much thinner. So the hair on my back is much less sweater-like, but it's still visible hair on my back that would disgust most people at a public pool because society has told you that that is disgusting. But women take it to extremes. I mean, you've got the Brazilian wax. Wax up my butthole. Get all those hairs out. I don't want any hair in my butthole because we know everybody's focused on my butthole all the time. Look, I am insecure about the hair on my head and taking my hat off or my hat blowing off in the wind. Who in the hell is looking at your butthole? But women, probably some men, pay to have it done once a month. That's crazy. I don't even go to Chipotle once a month. Let it Wax up my butthole and then give me the worst pain I've ever had in my life. Here's $50. But speaking of hair, let's not forget about hairstyles and hairstylists. Barbers, salons. Because if you're gonna have hair, well, it better not look stupid. Better not have some bowl cut from the 1980s. Better not have a mullet. All of these things are ugly. Just kind of like when Friends came out and Jennifer Aniston got her hair cut that certain way and then everyone went and got the Rachel. That's what it was called. It was a hairstyle based on a fictional character in a TV show. And every woman in, I don't know what year that was, but it had to have been like mid-90s, but every woman that you saw walking around had the Rachel. I'm sure stylists at the time were sick of having women come in and go, give me the Rachel. (laughs) But again, a lot of companies and industries making a lot of money off of making you not feel ashamed for being who you are or looking how you look. Let's talk about weight, being obese, overweight, or too skinny. Those are things I mentioned. Society tells you you're ugly if you fall in that category. And guess what? There are gyms everywhere. I mean, there are places that I door dash in where there are like three major huge gyms in like a quarter mile radius. Three. Also, let's not forget about all the weight loss and diet programs. I mean, we see this just in the grocery store where as you go down the aisle, you have non-diet shit and then you get to lean cuisine. For $7, you can have a ravioli meal that's only 14 calories because it's just one ravioli that has nothing in it. Enjoy! But Jenny Craig, that was popular. Weight Watchers. People swear by these diets. Atkins, vegan, vegetarian, keto. All of these diet plans, all pretty much vastly different from each other, insisting they're the right one. Almost sounds like religion. But they're breaking in the cash because you're paying them when you could just make those choices on your own at home. Speaking of which, we have people who make a lot of money to do meal prep. Major companies, local people that send you meals ready to go. You don't have to do the work. This meets your body style. Ready to go meals. Thank you for your money. There's personal trainers, 
kind of going back to the gym, but people who will be on top of you. Well, not literally. I hope not. Otherwise, that's not a personal trainer. That's a prostitute. And back to gyms, I mean home exercise equipment. I have basically the equivalent of a gym in my basement. I don't have a treadmill, but I do have sidewalks in my neighborhood. I could run. I don't have a Peloton machine, but I have a bicycle in my garage. I could bike. There's even been home exercise software and games like, remember the Nintendo Wii when it came out with Wii Fit where you would do shit to get in shape but I hated that goddamn Wii because it would take my weight when I stood on the thing based on my height and my age and it would always say, well, you're obese and then it would change the body shape of my avatar to be fatter than the one I had previously selected. Thank you, Nintendo Wii for making me feel like a piece of shit. We have apps and trackers for your phone, for your smartwatch to keep track of your activity and your calories. They make slimming clothes that you can wear as clothes or under clothes that help slim things out. Like women, it started with Spanx or girdles that sucked everything in. I've been seeing ads for men's t-shirts that it's like, this is the t-shirt you want. It makes your gut look smaller. It makes your arms look better. We call it the optical illusion. No, that's not what they call it, but they might as well. Actually, on TikTok, I've seen some videos just in the last few days of women talking about these jeans. I don't remember the name of them, but they're shamelessly showing you with the jeans unzipped and unbuttoned that they have this big, flabby, flappy belly. They're not really big otherwise, but they have this maybe from childbirth or whatever, a lot of excess fat and skin around the belly area, and they go, look what these jeans do. They pull the belly up, wrap the jeans around them, button zip it, and it's like, oh, belly's gone. That's false advertising, ladies, okay? Good luck getting a guy to take you home. The jeans come off. Pretty sure the atmosphere's gonna change a little bit. Just embrace what you have. Don't ruin two people's nights. Obviously, the industry of plastic surgery, like if you're too skinny or too small, about boobs and butts. I do not know the number for the percentage of women with fake boobs, but I'm gonna guess pretty high, higher than we would think. Because for decades, society has been doing swimsuit issues and then porn and making people believe that if your tits aren't big, you aren't attractive. I'm gonna be honest. They say that most guys are either tit men or ass men. I like them both, but I would probably lean more toward tit man. I don't care. Everything from A to triple D, they're all titties. Fine with me. Matter of fact, sometimes the smaller, the less cumbersome. Another industry in this regard would be nutritionists. I know, that sounds like a stupid job. I'm here to help you with your nutrition. Well, how do you differ from my personal trainer and the apps on my phone? Well, I'm personalized uh, to your nutritional needs. Well, how does that differ from my meal preps that I get? Well, I don't think that person knows what they're doing. I'm sorry, I have to take this call. Could you come back tomorrow? And, you know, skinny, we don't think about skinny like that's ugly because it's like, well, as long as you're not overweight, you're fine. No. Too skinny? Yes, such a thing. Last girl I dated, she uh, was skinnier than I anticipated because she wore ill-fitting clothing. And when the time came that I realized this was what her clothing-free body looked like, I was like, nah, that's too skinny. And that's why we didn't date very long. So I'm going to move on from body weight 
wait, we'll go to the next item on the list, wearing glasses. Well, that's easy. You've got designer frames, you've got contacts, you've got LASIK surgery, lots of ways to get around appearing unattractive or nerdy because you have glasses on. Wearing ill-fitting clothing, like I just mentioned, or wearing outdated clothing, that's not really a problem because now we have all this virtual try-on size charts that are off the chain, sizing charts that pretty much whittle everything down. Like if you look like this and this, then you'd look like this and this. You want medium plus or medium plus plus. And of course, there is no shortage of retail outlets, department stores, clothing stores that sell you the modern look. All right, let's look at the industries that help with freckles, scars, wrinkles, moles, or skin conditions. Well, there are surgeries. You can get skin tags, moles, things like that potentially removed. There are concealers and makeup. If you want to hide those freckles, you can, or scars. Can't really hide the wrinkles, but again, you want to get rid of those wrinkles, here's a little Botox shot for you. Or we're just going to stretch your whole face out, fill it in with some putty, and despite the fact that no one will ever recognize you, you're going to look 20 years younger, and your likelihood to get hired as a circus freak will increase by 437%. Quit with the fucking plastic surgery. You all look terrible. I saw a picture of Meg Ryan recently. It was a rare picture, apparently, because she doesn't go out in public. That's weird. But with Michael J. Fox, and she looked awful because she has succumbed to the plastic surgery and the fillers and all the things to get rid of the wrinkles. I would never, ever have known that was Meg Ryan, perhaps one of the cutest actresses of the 80s and 90s. Now she looks like the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt. It was bad. You don't look any better. Quit doing that. Age gracefully, which means deal with it. And finally, not wearing makeup. Again, this is more pertaining to women. But even beautiful women who don't need makeup, most of them would not be caught dead going to a social function without at least some kind of makeup. Basic foundation. Concealer. Maybe a little eyeliner. I didn't use any eyeshadow. Good for you. But we also teach this to girls at a very young age. As a father of a daughter, I can tell you that by the age of three or four, there are a ton of products in in every major department store that are makeup kits designed for girls her age. And then they get obsessed with it. It becomes normal. They don't like how they look without it because society tells them they look bad. And so, just like the American Express card, they never leave home without it. And while it sucks that there are industries and corporations and tons of people getting very rich off of your shame, off of your insecurities because of societal expectations and standards, well, Hollywood and the media, they're actually propagating and fueling the idea of these standards all of the time, despite wanting to make it seem like they're all inclusive and every body style is beautiful. Bullshit. We've all seen in the last, you know, five to ten years where certain Certain companies have wanted to really take a stand like we're going to be more inclusive. We're going to include larger women in our advertising as models. We're going to put them on billboards. We're going to do swimsuit modeling with overweight, obese women to embrace a body style that violates the standard and the norm of society. They're so proud. But that's just a bunch of hypocrisy and bullshit to make themselves 
more money on those campaigns because people will throw money if they think someone has a good cause. Same reason why Bud Light is tanking in profits right now because they tried to promote a cause of transgendered people on the official beer can of rednecks everywhere. And surprise, surprise, they stopped buying your product. It's the flip side of that where if people do something as a campaign, a marketing campaign, not an actual belief, just a campaign. Trust me, my background is marketing. You don't have to believe something to sell it. But if the media and Hollywood really believed in the equality of body types and everyone is beautiful, go ahead. I want you to think about movies or TV shows in the last five, ten years, especially ones that are of a romantic nature where the lead roles were not cast for people who are attractive based on societal norms, standards, and expectations. Which is weird because guess what? People who are overweight or a guy that's bald, they can find love. That's pretty common. It happens all the time. But a black person playing the role of a white character that is definitively white based on the writing, well, that can't happen. But they're doing that all the time in Hollywood because that's how they do diversity. It's all about race, ethnicity, religion. Perfect example, Stephen King's Dark Tower series. They made a movie out of the Dark Tower series, the movie sucked. But in the book, the main character, the gunslinger, is a white guy that's kind of compared to a Clint Eastwood type. And even more so, one of the main characters in the book is a black woman, and there is racial tension between the two of them. So to properly tell this story, it is absolutely pivotal that the character of the gunslinger is white. But they cast Idris Elba, a black man, to play the role. Now, he did a great job in the role, even though I wasn't a huge fan of the movie. But going out of our way to try and create this diversity and equity and inclusion in roles for people, where's the inclusion of placing a heavy person or an ugly person into the role of a love interest in a TV show or a movie? Not just on a one-show arc. I'm talking the main characters. Let's go back to Gal Gadot, Gadot, whatever, Wonder Woman. If inclusion of body types is so important, why can't we cast Melissa McCarthy as Wonder Woman in the upcoming version of the DC Universe? Why can't Oprah be Black Widow? Well, they would probably argue, well, with their size, you would never believe with their physicality that they would be able to kick someone's ass and be super athletic. Well, there's a stereotype and a standard. What about the fact that a black guy can't have racial tensions with a black woman? That's okay, though. We'll just suspend disbelief on this one. So again, total bullshit, total propaganda, just trying to sell their products by pretending that they believe in a cause which they don't. So what it boils down to is how do we start making exceptions to what the societal standard is for beauty or ugliness? Well, first, let's start with things that are outside the control of the person in question. Like, for example, hair loss due to hereditary circumstances or due to illness like cancer and chemo treatment. You don't judge someone that's bald if they're going through chemo. So why would you judge me for being bald, you judgmental piece of shit? Shit. Let's make an exception.
contraception for skin issues. If you have issues with your skin, moles, freckles, discolorations, whatever, it's outside of your control. That should not affect whether you are perceived to be beautiful or ugly. What about the size of your nose or your chin or your lips or your tits or your ass? You can't control that. That's hereditary. Why are you letting society tell you that something has to change because you're ugly otherwise? And I'm going to be honest, totally transparent. I have chosen to not date women simply because I thought their nose was too big. I know, shame on me. But that's because I am a product of this society. I was raised looking at these women on TV and in movies that all had this pert, perky little nose, cute little nubbin of a nose, and that's what I wanted. But I will say as I have gotten older and wiser, sometimes I find the bigger nose to be attractive because it has character. Hard to explain, but that's growth. Growth for Jeff. Good for you, Jeff. You've grown so much since I knew you. Well, you are me. That's a good point. Do we need to see a therapist? No, I think we're good. All right, here's where I wonder where do we draw the line? Like with unibrows or excessive nose or eyebrow hair, because those can be easily groomed. But should you have to groom them? Just because I don't like seeing your crazy wiry eyebrow hair that's 14 inches long. It's like, do you not see that? It drives me crazy because I just want to clip it and pull it. Because I know if it was my eyebrow, I would not want that there because it would be in my peripheral vision all the damn time. But just because you can groom something, should you have to? Does that make you ugly if you have a mustache of hair coming out of your nose despite the fact that your lip is cleanly shaven? Maybe. I don't know. All right, so if you don't have control over something, we should cut some slack. We should make some exceptions. And I'm going to be honest, we should cut a little slack even for things you have control over. Because control, well, that's a very loose term. Now, I'm going to be honest, I don't consider overeating to be a disease or an addiction. Yes, you've developed an addiction because you've done it so much that you don't know how to stop. But that was not hereditary. That was not ingrained into you. You do have an option to exercise self-discipline, good grocery shopping techniques and habits, portion control. Now, if you're heavy just because of like a glandular or physical condition, well, that's different. Now we go back to things that you can't control. Or maybe you're someone whose metabolism just doesn't allow you to gain weight. So you're super skinny all the time. Gotta cut those people some slack. Little bit of exceptions to the rule. But as someone who has been considered overweight, obese, blah 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 I will tell you straight up that was my fault my choice my bad choices and I have corrected that multiple times in my life like I am doing right now and I suck at self-control so if I can do it you can do it and remember every time you judge yourself you are judging others every time you want to change an attribute of your appearance you are assessing that everyone else with the similar attribute or attributes is unattractive why would you want to change it if you thought it was attractive I'm more or less talking to myself right now because I need to convince myself that, hey, maybe it's okay to take off the hat, at least in front of people that know you, even if you're not ready for strangers yet. And I say this to you as much as I say it to myself, but be yourself. Quit worrying about what society says. Society is dumb. Society sucks. And society hates itself. I'm not telling you not to be a part of society. I'm just telling you, you don't have to listen to 
the standards of society. Society should not have standards. It is a gathering, a group of people. All of us have different physical characteristics, different mental ideologies. The minute a society becomes all one standard, we're no longer a society. We're basically robots coming off the assembly line. Alright, you're not ugly. Don't worry about it. If you're ugly, I'm ugly. So, just, I apologize if I made you feel ugly at any point in this episode. That was not my intent. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. Don't forget, you can go follow me on social media on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Until next time, I'm Jeff. Did your parents have any children that live? Sir, yes, sir. How about they regret that? You're so ugly you could be a modern art masterpiece. And I'm bald, Jeff. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Good night. Went to the devil and I prayed and I showed him the mess that I've made And I cried and I cried and I cried a million times over But the devil just laughed in my face I went to the God of Fire And said, can you turn the heat a little higher? Cause I've been burned and I've been burned a million times over Covered me with water So I went to the Lord of the sea Said, won't you come wash over me Cause the roads and the worlds Have been winding a million times over But she receded from Face. And then I saw the guy